Hey, everybody. Have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week and all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Michael Pree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? Now, in this episode of Screwball, we're going to wrap up our divisional prediction series here, episode six of seven uh, with the NL West. Obviously, last week and the week prior, we were talking about the Central and the East in the NL. So naturally, we come here to finish it and wrap it all up. Uh, this also, if you noticed, is another week of us recording through Skype, which should be uh, just about done here. This should be the last week we record through Skype for the foreseeable future. So we'll be back to normal for our proper predictions episode next week, which will be exciting. But let's just, I guess, jump you know, headfirst right into this with, uh, you know, as we usually do with what we think is the least talented division, uh, least talented team in the division, and just work our way back up from there. So the team that we both kind of agree, and a lot of people probably would agree, is the least talented uh, team in the division is the Rockies. Now, the Rockies' uh, projected lineup is Rymel Tapia, Ryan McMahon, Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, CJ Crone, Sam Hilliard, Josh Fuentes, Elias Diaz, and then the pitching spot. And then their rotation is Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, John Gray, Austin Gomer and Antonio Sensatella. Now, as much as it hurts me and Frank to uh, have to put the Rockies last here, unfortunately, they are probably the least talented team in this division, the least competitive. You know, they lost Nolan Arenado, you know, to the Cardinals, and that was obviously a big move for them. You know, so so right off the bat, you know, you kind of come into the season losing your guy or the guy that you really thought was going to be the cornerstone of this franchise. And really, as far as stars go, you know, all you've really got left is Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman. So, you know, and Trevor Story, there's already rumors about him uh, being traded because they're not going to be able to afford him. So, uh, you know, that creates a problem there. So but as it's, you know, as it is here at what we believe to be opening day, you know, you do have Trevor Story, you do have Charlie Blackman and CJ Crone and these guys in the center of the lineup. Uh, so the center of the lineup, top of the lineup is OK. You know, uh, it's it's the, we've definitely seen better Rocky lineups in the past for sure. But overall, they're not they're not terrible. They have do have some names. Like I said, Trevor Story is probably one of the better or best hitting shortstops in the game. And he's definitely up there. Uh, Charlie Blackman obviously is a great hitter. C.J. Crone I think is a pretty good hitter. Ryan McMahon's a nice little hitter for them. <clears throat> you know, so so the lineup's okay at you know at best on on a good day they'll score some runs. They'll score uh you know a good amount of runs. Uh, and then the rotation, uh, you know, the Rockies kind of their big. Uh, their big Achilles heel most most years is their pitching. It's tough to pitch in, in Coors Field. Not all the pitchers really want to go there um, for obvious reasons with the uh, you know with the air quality and the ball just seems to fly out of there. Even with them compensating with having a larger ballpark. So you know Herman Marquez is a good pitcher. Kyle Freeland is is I think very good. John Gray uh, if he can step up and pitch the way he can, then they have a solid you know top three guys there. Uh, Austin Gomer and Antonio Sensatella round out the rotation pretty well. They're they're good, not great. They're kind of the, they fit, fill the roles with the four and five guys. Uh, Antonio Sensatella, I do believe is actually uh, I do know him a little better. I believe he is a little better than maybe even most people give credit. Um, so the rotations again, okay, kind of you know similar deal to their lineup, just kind of there. Um, 
doing doing the job. Not really, uh, you know, many all-star, you know, household names. Uh, and then the bullpen, uh, you know, I think the bullpen is uh, probably one of the weakest points for the team. You know, you have your the projected closer is Daniel Bard. They also have Michael Givens and Scott Odberg. So the back end of the bullpen's okay. Um, again, it's kind of it's tough to pitch there. So you, you know, you, I don't know if just good or okay will fly. And then you know, for for you know for some depth, they do have some depth. They have Brendan Rodgers, uh, you know, second baseman, uh, Garrett Hampson, who can fly. Um, the backup catcher Dom Nunez. You know, these guys uh, are going to be good for them. So they do have some depth uh, in some of these positions, uh, particularly the outfield and, and middle infield. But you know, overall, you know, I'm not going to belabor the point. This team isn't great. They're not. They're not built for winning right now. Uh, they're definitely building for a rebuild, I would think. Um, by you know, by the looks of it, like I said, they've definitely seen some better teams in the past and the in the uh, recent past too. So, uh, as much as it pains me and Frank to uh, to kind of put them here, it just is what it is. And uh, hopefully that you know that Nolan Arenado trade can be a jumping off point for getting some good prospects, getting some better prospects, and building towards uh you know a better future for them so um so that's kind of what i'm thinking with them i don't know what your uh what your opinion on them is and what you're kind of thinking for their season yeah i mean uh the rockies uh not a great team right now as you mentioned some of the players they have you know some decent names but uh for the most part they're just not they're not built very good uh, throughout the whole organization even in, into the minor leagues um they don't really have a good reputation right now after the Oronado uh, ordeal and uh, kind of what's unfolding with uh, Trevor Story. Uh, so to go into some of the names, like you said, Herman Marquez is actually a, a relatively good pitcher. I think, um, yeah, you can see him uh, get moved. Kyle Freeland has some high potential as a young guy. John Gray still has super, super high potential. Antonio Sensatella is pretty good. Wilson Gomer is all right. They got guys like Chichi Gonzalez, Derek Rodriguez, uh, Pudge's son, uh, Daniel Bard. Michael Gibbons, Scott Oberg, NC Almonte. So, you know, they have a couple, you know, rotation-wise, they have a couple decent arms. Uh, bullpen, they have, you know, Bard and, and Gibbons, Oberg. So they got a couple decent guys there, but nothing uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, so their pitching's not, you know, not great. But if some of these guys go, you know, blow up to their expectations, um, you know, they could have, a, you know, a a relatively decent starting pitching, you know, starting five. But overall, you know, pitching's just not great. Um, and then in that ballpark in that division, it's just not going to help them. Uh, yeah. you, know, you get into the you get into the lineup. You get guys like Elias Diaz, Dom Nunez, CJ Crone, who's not a, you know not, not a terrible veteran bat. Greg Bird, kind of know know about him. Uh, Brennan Rogers, who's so far has not lived up to expectations, but still very young and still early on in his career to be talking about that. They had Chris Owings, Ryan McMahon, who, again, was a higher guy. He's been okay, not still, not lived up to expectations. Garrett Hampton, another guy you can put right in that lineup. But these guys are still young and have a chance to kind of step up in the future here. Uh, Trevor Story, uh, one of the better shortstops in baseball. Some injury-prone, you know, seasons, but a good chance he gets traded, you know, this season or in the offseason. Ramiel Tapia is actually uh, a relatively uh, good outfielder. No one really talks about too much. Uh, he's actually pretty good. Uh, Sam Hilliard and Charlie Blackman, who at this point is uh, not towards the end of his career, but, you know, coming towards the more of the back half of his career. 
So things should be, you know, kind of heading downwards, essentially, compared to, you know, where it was, uh, you know, three or four years ago. Yeah. So they have some good names, but overall the team's not that great. And uh, they're going to be they're going to be trading a lot of people away. That's pretty much what's going to happen. Because uh, yeah. to get into their prospects in their minor league system, you know, we got outfielder Zach Mean, and I believe that's it. I believe that's their only top 100 guy. Oh wow. We have pitcher Ryan Rolson, outfielder Ryan Velotti, first baseman Michael Tidlia. So I, I know they have at least one top 100. They might have two. I believe they only have one, though. So their farm system is not good. You know, they're mm. definitely the bottom. Bottom third, yeah. really, you know, somewhere, right, you know, mid, mid-20s, late-20s, you know, into the last place section there. Mm. And their team's okay, but they have tradable pieces. Herman Marquez is definitely someone that they can catch catch a good value for. John Gray, Kyle Freeland, they really want to do that. Antonio Sensatella. You know, Daniel Bard, who pitches like he did, Michael Gibbons, Oberg, CJ Cron could go to a winning team. Chris Owings go to a winning team. Story, obviously. Blackman. So they have pieces here where they could trade and really help build up this farm system. So that's pretty much where they're going to go with this division. Competitive, very competitive and relatively young. And this team, not very good. They definitely can trade some of these guys away and kind of return this or retool this farm system relatively quickly and uh, kind of go, you know, shoot up the boards here and maybe get good here soon. So mm-hmm. Rockies, uh, they'll be they'll at the bottom of this division and they'll be probably uh, pushing 100 losses. Yeah, which is unfortunate because, uh, you know, like I said, we like the Rockies. So I guess the window open and closed for them for the time being. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. They're going to have some serious work to do. You know, I didn't know their prospect pool wasn't that great. Um, so they got some work ahead of them, and uh, hopefully they get back to uh, competing here soon. Uh, the next team we're going to talk about here is the Diamondbacks, whose projected lineup consists of David Peralta, Cattell Marte, Eduardo Escobar, Christian Walker, Josh Rojas, Carson Kelly, Tim LaCastro, Nick Ahmed, and then the pitching spot. Their rotation consists of Madison Bumgarner, Zach Gallen, Luke Weaver, Caleb Smith and Merrill Kelly. Uh, now the Diamondbacks are interesting because they didn't do much in the off season. Uh, they kind of worked with what they got. They added, uh, I believe they added some bullpen arms, but I think that was about it. Um, that I'll get into in a sec here, but you know, as the Diamondbacks sit, you know, they have a pretty good lineup, you know, with David Peralta, Cattell Marte, Eduardo Escobar and Christian Walker. So the top four are very good. Tim LaCastro is, is speedy is he's very good. Nick Ahmed. Uh, you kind of know what you're getting out of him. Carson Kelly's good. Uh, Josh Rojas, again, you kind of know what you're getting out of him. He's good. So, you know, middle of the infield is is solid. Uh, corner infield is a little better. You know, their outfield, I think, is their strength with David Peralta and Cattell Marte if he does play if he does play outfield. So, you know, the lineup, I think, is good. I think that they definitely have a competitive lineup, especially if you just add just a few more pieces to it. I think that that could be a really competitive lineup. Uh, the rotation is, is, is good. I think it's a little weaker than their lineup, uh, possibly. You know, Madison Bumgarner is not getting any younger, um, and he hasn't pitched well as uh, in our most recent memory. He hasn't pitched well, um, so we'll see what what they get out of him. But he's still, uh, you know, he's still Madison Bumgarner, so I'm I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, Zach Gallen is is good. Uh, Luke Weaver, good. Caleb Smith, good. I mean, these guys are are solid. They're not going to really going to give you real, real high ERAs. They're going to be pretty solid for you, um, especially if you have a – 
after Bumgarner, you have two, three, four uh, pretty good names there. And then Merrill Kelly, uh, again, you know, pretty solid as a, as a fifth guy. So the rotation, like I said, I think, I think is, is, is a little weaker than the lineup. I think that they're going to have um, a little bit trouble with pitching. Um, not quite like, like the Rockies, but uh, I think they will be pretty good, pretty solid. And then, yeah, you know, out of the bullpen, like I said, uh, you know, they signed some guys, Joaquin Soria, Tyler Clippard, you know, these guys are going to round out their bullpen. Well, they'll have a good closer. They'll have a good eight guy. Uh, they have a guy, Stefan, uh, Christian. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Uh, he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's pretty good. Um, so the back end of the bullpen's pretty good overall. The bullpen's not super deep, but you know, for a team that we're kind of projecting here to be a lower part of the division, you know, a little less competitive than especially the top two teams, you know, so, you know, for, for what it is, I think it's pretty good, not super, super deep, but, but it will get the job done in a lot of games. And then I think where they have a lot of uh, value is in depth so that, you know, they have his dribble Cabrera off the bench who can, who can still play pretty well. Uh, I believe he's still a prospect, but they have him listed as a uh, bench guy is Dalton Varsho, uh, is I believe a catching prospect. Uh, and then they have Steven Vogt, who just seems to bounce around uh, an awful lot, even though he's a pretty talented guy. So depth is definitely on their side. Like I said, I think that their position players and their lineup um, is good and I think might be their strength. I think that the pitching is a little bit more of a question mark for me. Um, I still think that they have solid names. Like I said, a bum gardener, if he comes back and pitches like he can, he's going to be fantastic. Uh, walking story and Tyler Clippard, you kind of know what you're getting out of the back end of the bullpen. So, and then, you know, you know, Zach Allen and Luke Weaver at more of the top end of the rotation are going to do, do good for you. So, um, Dimebacks kind of, you know, you should like what you're seeing here, but they're kind of still in that middle weird part of the, of the division. You know, they're certainly not going to compete with the top two teams. Um, and I very highly, highly doubt, uh, you know, a wild card, but there's still some things to like here. There's still some pieces to really get excited about if you're a Diamondbacks fan. And I think that if they make the right moves and kind of tread lightly and, and, and do the right things in the coming years, you know, you'll get into their prospect pool. I don't know if they have some guy, more guys coming up that I don't know about, but I think overall, uh, I think they're looking okay. Uh, I don't think there's too much to, to really, really be concerned about. I don't see them being, uh, I think I still see them being a sub 500 team at the end of the day, but I think that there is, uh, I think there are things to like and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with them. But, uh, you know, what do you what do you kind of think of with with the Diamondbacks here? Uh, do you kind of I know you had them a little high, more highly regarded than me. So I'm interested to hear, hear what you got to say. Yeah, I think the Diamondbacks really have a, a, a relatively decent roster. I, I, I like the roster actually a lot better than uh, I like the Giants roster, mm. who are obviously going to be, you know, the next team we talk about. But they go into a Diamondbacks, you know, they got. Guys like Bumgarner, who obviously has has fallen off a bit, but then you get into some of these other rotation guys. Zach Allen's, you know, he's gonna be an ace. Luke Weaver has got a shot at being a, you know, an ace. And Campbell Smith is definitely a high rotation guy. So there's three guys there that really could have had this rotation for a long time. And then give Bumgarner from the ace status on this team, he could drop down to the two or three man. You really got a good rotation, and that's without a really young pitcher, Merrill Kelly, who's also could be relatively good. Alex Young. So, I mean, they have a pretty good rotation, you know, definitely. I think the third best rotation in this, in this division. And then they're in their bullpen, Chris Devensky, who's been pretty good in the past. Tyler Clipper, who has uh, recently had an injury and we'll see when he could come back, but still, if he could pitch for them, it'd be pretty decent. Ryan Butcher, who's been okay in the past. Joaquin Soria, pretty good. Kevin Ginkle, who is a, uh, uh, 
relatively young guy who pitched okay for them. And Stefan mm-hmm. Kretchen, who another one is a younger guy who pitched kind of okay for them out of the bullpen. So their bullpen isn't awful, but their starting rotation really has some great potential, which is why mm-hmm. I think they could be pretty decent. But the bullpen obviously is just, you know, kind of middling. And then you get to their, their lineup of Carson Kelly, who was a high potential catcher who's played well for them. Stephen Vogt, like you mentioned, who's good uh, catching our first base. Christian Walker's got a, a just unbelievable power. Mm-hmm. Dribble Cabrera could play around. He's still, you know, a relatively good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cattell Marte's fantastic MVP candidate two years ago. Last year struggled in a shortened year, but I think he'll bounce back this year for sure. Uh, Andy Young, uh, just, uh, you know, bench player. Eduardo Escobar, uh, you know, he's another one who will bounce back and play well. Nick Ahmed, pretty good shortstop. Dare Peralta, uh, when he's not hurt, uh, no one really talks about. He has some really good years. Tim LaCastro is one of the fastest guys in baseball. And Cole Calhoun, who just defensively is defensively really good. Offensively is okay. And then uh, Dalton Varsho, who you mentioned, um, who's a younger guy who's got some uh, pretty decent potential. So the they're with the rotation being, you know, a high potential, their bullpen being okay, and their lineup relatively good, I see this team, you know, really fighting for, you know, could be right at 500, mostly because of the division so strong. You put them in a different division, I think they are a little over 500, but the division's going to be tough, so they're going to probably be at 500, like you said. Mm-hmm. But I like this team's roster. Not, you know, it's like like we always said, it's still a, a more middling team. You know, they're rebuilding. Are they trying to be competitive? At this point, I think they did really. They're not as bad off as you think because their line, their roster is still pretty good. It can, you know, can compete a little bit, mm-hmm. and their farm system is is actually pretty good. So mm-hmm. they kind of retooled without fully going rebuild, which is which is good, which is kind of the way you want it to be. But they got to make sure they turn it all the way around, otherwise, you know, you're, you're gonna we're gonna keep questioning them as a middling team. But their farm system to go into it. You got outfielder Corbin Carroll, outfielder Christian Robinson, shortstop Geraldo Perdomo, outfielder Alex Thomas. I believe all four of those guys are top 100 prospects. Okay. And that's with guys, like I said, Zach Allen up, Weaver up, Kip Smith, Young, Merrill Kelly, Dalton Vorshaw. I mean, so they have young guys who are good. So their farm system is pretty good. I think they're probably, you know, the back half of the top 10 or just outside of top 10. Mm. And the roster's okay. It's pretty good. Definitely some high potential guys in some positions here. So I think this team could be, you know, around 500. I think their division's really gonna, you know, beat them down. But you know, I like, I don't, I don't mind this team. And I actually was a little, a little surprised about how, how good their prospects pool is. So I really think that the Diamondbacks have done um, a better job than I thought because I just thought there's always middling and the prospects never really got that better. Mm-hmm. But their prospects have gotten better, and the team is still okay. So I think this is a team that can actually compete here relatively shortly, especially with really two of the teams kind of going the wrong direction. Well, definitely one team going the wrong direction. Direction. Another team who's going to you know fall from grace here pretty pretty quickly, I think, pretty soon. And then another team who's kind of in the same boat as them and the Giants. Um, but yeah, I think the Diamondbacks are okay, and uh, they definitely have some talent. And if they really want to start trading some guys, they definitely have some pieces they trade away. It could alter, you know, the rest of the league for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you kind of said it where the, they're going to get cannibalized by their 
their division. You know, imagine sticking them in the central. That's a little bit more wide open. You know, you, you're looking at a team that's definitely more competitive <clears throat> and could be even competing for second, third place in that central division. So, you know, uh, it just is what it is. You know, you can't do anything about it, but um, they definitely have some talent. And uh, it's good to hear that their prospect pool is pretty good. So I always kind of like the Diamondbacks. So, you know, it might be good to see them start to get good here. Uh, the next team, obviously, you know, like Frank mentioned that we're going to talk about is the Giants. Their projected lineup is Tommy LaStella, Mikey Shremsky, Donovan Solano, Alex Dickerson, Buster Posey, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, and Mauricio Dubon, as well as the pitching spot. Uh, and then their projected rotation consists of Kevin Gaussman, Johnny Cueto, Anthony Descalfani, Alex Wood, and Aaron Sanchez. Now, from a lineup pers- uh, perspective, I actually do think this lineup is uh, maybe a hair better than the Diamondbacks, um, or at least just, I don't know, you know, I, I personally like what I see out of it uh, from a whole perspective. I think the top of the of the lineup for the Diamondbacks is better, but I think this lineup gets rounded out a little better. So you got guys like Tommy LaStella, who I love Tommy LaStella. I think he's good. Great, uh, great leadoff guy, I think. Good contact guy. Uh, Mikey Shremsky, uh, you know, has really started to not fill the shoes of, of, you know, Carl Yastrzemski, but starting to, you know, live up to that last name, Yastrzemski. So I think, I think Mike Yastrzemski is actually a very, very good player. Maybe a little underrated because he's in San Francisco. Uh, Donovan Solano, I think is, is great. Can really hit the hell out of the ball. You know, Alex Dickerson, good player. Um, Not your ideal four man, but uh, you know, he's pretty good. Uh, Buster Posey has fallen off a cliff with his offensive production uh, you know, he was never really a home run guy, but the home runs have really taken a dive and his average, you know, uh, has taken a hit as well. So what do you still get out of Buster Posey? That's a big question, but they do have a catching prospect coming up. So that might um, mitigate some some lost production out of that catching spot. Um, I'm not sure how close he is to the majors, but they do have one. Uh, first base, Brandon Bell, uh, I think a pretty good first baseman. Not your ideal power guy. You know, he's batting what's he projected to bat here? Uh, sixth, seventh, you know. Um, so not ideal, but he's still pretty good. Brandon Crawford, uh, you know, a few years ago was, was almost, it was touching that, you know, high end shortstop status, but he's fallen from grace, you know, defensively still good, but the hitting is not there. Uh, Mauricio, uh, Dubon, I'm not too familiar with, uh, looks like a utility guy. You know, I'm not going to sit here and venture to guess what he's like, but you know, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, well, I'm kind of thinking if he's lower in the, in the lineup, I'm kind of thinking like a contact guy, maybe a young guy. I'm not sure. And the rotation is, uh, I think, weaker than the Diamondbacks um, overall. I still think it's good. I just think it's 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 got way more question marks. Uh, so you have Kevin Gosman, who's listed as the as the top guy, and uh, you know, let's be honest, he hasn't proved himself in a consistent manner. But he is good if his stuff is there. He is good. So that's there's that's the only thing with them. Johnny Cueto at this point, I don't know what you get out of Johnny Cueto if he's your two guy. I mean, uh, you know, in back in the day, Johnny Cueto was an ace. He's had some injury problems in the past. Is he, you know, can he can he produce like he can? Uh, the ballpark definitely helps him for sure. You know, it's a you know AT and T Park or I think it's Oracle Park now at this point is uh, is big, you know, to say the least. So uh, and then Anthony Descalfani, I think did great with the Reds. I think that he's a little underrated. I don't think he's any ace or anything like that, um, but he is good out of the three spot. Alex Wood and Aaron Sanchez rounding it out. Alex Wood is good. Aaron Sanchez is good. Um, they're just going to, you know, they're going to be solid out of the four and five spots, but they're not going to light, they're not going to light the world on fire or anything, you know? And then from the bullpen, you got guys like Jake McGee, Tyler Rogers, uh, Matt, Matt Weisler, Matt uh, Weisler, 
so pretty good back end of the rotation. Uh, again, I think the Dimebacks have um, definitely have an edge there. I think they have a little bit more consistent bullpen, a little bit more names. Um, so, you know, again, you know, kind of similar rotation, you know, what, what do you get out of that? You know, Jake McGee's obviously going to be good, but, you know, if, if that's the extent of, of your depth in your bullpen from, from a, you know, a more, you know, elite standpoint, then, you, you know, you're gonna, you got some questions. Uh, as far as depth, I think they have good depth. You know, you have Evan Longoria off the bench who, who may even, uh, you know, I don't know, could they can, you know, they probably consider him a starter as well. Then you have Wilmer Flores uh, and Austin Slater. So good, good uh, overall around the field, pretty good uh, depth. And like I said, they, there is that catcher that you'll get into. I think it's, was it was a Joey Bart or something like that. So I don't know how far away he is. So that might add some depth. So, you know, overall, I do think that there's a little bit more potential here. Well, actually, no, let me rephrase that. I think the Diamondbacks do have more potential for talent here. I think the Diamondbacks could leapfrog this team, but I, I think, as it stands right here, I like the names here a little bit more. Uh, are they leagues better than Dimax? No, I think they're both kind of on the same spot, you know, sitting around 500, maybe a little, maybe a touch above 500, maybe a little below 500. Um, so I kind of see these, these two teams in the middle here. And the reason that we're kind of, I'm using them as a comparison is because there is no comparison for the next two teams. in in my opinion, and probably most people's opinion, but I do like the giants. I always, I always kind of like the giants. Um, you know, we, we've seen definitely some success in the last decade from them. You know, they won those three even year World Series, but they're definitely they've definitely fallen since then. So uh, overall, I, I think they're a good team. Um, I don't think they're going to compete for the division or anything, but, you know, you might see a 500 team out of this out of this team. So uh, what do you kind of what do you kind of see in here with the with the Giants? Yeah, uh, I'm actually uh, <clears throat> on your side uh, of uh, spectrum with you with the Giants. I really think the Giants aren't good. Mm. I, I just think I think they really have a better chance, have a more more likely chance of competing with the Rockies for the last spot than they do Diamondbacks for the third spot. Wow. This team's not good, and I want to get into it. You know, Cueto, Cueto's a middle of the rotation guy anymore. Okay, that's not wrong with that. Kevin Gaussman's your ace. That's not good. The guy has stuff, but he hasn't been good. In, you know, he hasn't been consistent in four or five years with his stuff. Scafani, more middle of rotation guy. I don't mind him. I, I think he's pretty good. Alex Wood, when he's not with the Dodgers, he seems to be not good. <laughs> I don't know what the, what it is. Tyler Beatty, all right. Aaron Sanchez, two years with Toronto, was fantastic. After that, blisters and other issues, he hasn't been that good. Um, so their rotation is definitely just more middling guys, the middle of rotation guys. Yeah, their ballpark is going to help them. Um, but the division's not. And the bullpen, you know, Jake McGee's not bad. Reyes uh, Maranta is actually pretty good. T- Tyler Rogers, okay. John Garcia. Caleb uh, Bargar. John Breba. Or Breba. With the mm-hmm. Cardinals, he's actually not that bad. So their bullpen's okay. Their starting rotation's mostly just okay, guys. So their pitching's not great. Their bullpen, I mean, their, their stadium's going to help them. But then you get into their, their lineup here. You got Buster Posey's terrible. Done. Let's just get over that. He's a two what fifty hitting catcher. What's he hit mm-hmm. three home runs a year? And he took a year off. I mean, he has been good in four years at least, offensively, at least. And you know he'll be hurt. Yeah, so, that's true. Then you we got Kirk Casale, okay. Brandon Belt, you know he'll have a concussion or two. You know he's never lived up to first base for them. He's all right. What else do you say over there? You got Wilmer. 
they'll come up in big spots. So go Wilmer. Uh, Donovan Solano was like the best hitter in baseball last year. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You can't expect that again. Uh, Tommy Lestella, he's had like one, maybe two good years. I think he's all right. I just, you know, you don't, again, you don't really know what you're going to get out of him fully. Um, kind of like uh, Solano, are we really going to get that again? Probably not. Uh, Longoria hasn't really been good since he went to the Giants, especially in a, a lacking offensive stadium to put a guy who's aging there who can't, who won't be able to DH. That's not going to help him. Um, so he's not the same offensive player. Uh, Mauricio or Mariko Dubon, you know, is okay. Just a kind of a utility guy uh, of some sort, you know. Uh, Brandon Crawford offensively not good. Another one is not good. You know, does he does he snap back and become some sort of okay offensive player? Maybe offensively, what's he 220, 230? Maybe, maybe 230. <laughs> um, <Yeah. clears throat> what's he gonna hit 10 home runs? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> now if Dickerson, all right, he's not bad. Yastrzemski's, uh, you know, he's good for them. I think offensively he could even be better if he was in a different stadium. But um, he's good. And, and, and then you got, you know, Darren Ruff, okay. And, when, you know, you got Slater, okay. I mean, there's just nothing. I don't know. Like, yeah, Longoria five, six years ago, okay. Posey five, six years ago, okay. Brandon Belt five years ago where you're like, okay, this guy's got potential, you know. Cueto five years ago. You know, Aaron Sanchez five years ago, you know. You're looking like, oh, all right. But this team's like, you know, they're all older and just not, I don't know. There's just nothing here. There's nothing here that can say, well, this is my one hitter and this is my three hitter and this is my four hitter. Because who is that? Yeah. I mean, Longoria, you know, Lestella, okay. Lestella and Yastrzemski, okay. But if I'm a pitcher, I want to face this lineup all day. But there's no doubt in my mind. I'll pitch, I'll pitch against them every day of the week. Every day of the week. Because there's no one here that's going to scare me. So I think it's just a team that's it's they're still hanging on to that World Series like that that World Series runs. It's just like it's okay, you know, to 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 give in and be like, okay, you know, it's time to get rid of Posey and it's time to get rid of Cueto and kind of break it down and start getting some farm guys and and, and just kind of rebuilding because it's not it's not there. It's not going to win and mm-hmm. you're not going to. It's hard to attract offensive players. They try getting Harper. They try getting guys like that. It's hard to attract them with this with the stadium, especially with the division. But you know, it's just I don't see anything. You know, I don't see mm-hmm. like a rotation. Like oh, Diamondbacks are the rotation. You know, they got some potential there. The lineup's got some younger guys. Giants. I'm like oh, they got Yastrzemski and they got whatever's left of Cueto and, and Gaussman. Okay, that's it. So that's why I'm with the Giants. Just. It's just they're they're just I feel like they could have just they could have done things better and I kind of thought that with Diamondbacks but the Diamondbacks have more like players that are who are still good or who are younger so their their lineup is is more competitive and their rotation is more competitive as their farm system is better the Giants farm system is better which I'm going to get into the farm system is just just as good as Diamondbacks but their lineup and their their, their current roster is not as good and then. If you really want to break it down even farther, you know, Giants managers definitely definitely not going to out, outsmart you. True. Gabe Kapler. So that's, you know, <laughs> I think they're behind the ball there compared to mm-hmm. a lot of teams. So I, agree. Um, I just don't think the Giants are that good. I mean, I know <laughs> Mike's always kind of liked them, but 
I see them more pushing, pushing uh, maybe uh, you know 70 wins, 72 wins with the you know closer to the Rockies than they do with the Diamondbacks. But you never know. But um, to get into the farm system, they got a catcher Joey Bart, who I think we've seen last year a little bit because of Posey opting out. First up, Marco Luciano, outfielder Heli Ramos, outfielder outfielder Hunter Bishop. The farm system's pretty good. Um, they're probably like I, you know, like I said, they're probably pretty close to Diamondbacks. I'd say maybe right at ten, just outside the top ten. You know, I would say they're definitely in the top fifteen. But the rosters a couple of years ago was pretty good, you know, with some of these names. But most likely now, just older, okay, some guys you can trade away and continue to build. But I just don't see them being as that competitive, especially with some of these older offensive guys in a hard stadium to hit in. I just don't. They don't. They don't scare me. If I'm a pitcher, I want to face them. Now, if I'm playing, I'll be the show. It's a team I'm, I want to play against a bunch. Hmm. Sure. I'm like, all right. Well, Posey's got 17 power, and Longoria, you know, that one every once in a while. I mean, I'm not worried about it. So, yeah, Rivers uh, listening likes the Giants. Hopefully, they prove me wrong. But I mean, if you're going to stand up here and tell me that they're going to be in the Mockard hunt, then you're just <laughs> you're just out of your mind. It really is out of your mind. There's nothing here that can tell me they're going to be the wild card on. No. I mean, <clears throat> no. I don't even know. I, I I think Marlins have a better shot than this team. I don't think you're far off there. I mean, I think this team's better than Pirates, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> but, you know, that's good. But uh, uh, Giants, I just don't see that good. And that's, that's what it is. You know, it's a, it's a Relatively good franchise. I mean, it has been more, more other than what, the five years, really the three years they went to the World Series, because in between those years they weren't that good. No. Uh, but I would say maybe that five, six year span there, you go, oh yeah. Other than that, they've been relatively down franchise. I mean, they had Barry Bonds, they went to the World Series that year, but blew it, and then Bonds, you know, steroid allegations. So they've been a relatively down franchise for for a while. Make good stadium, really good stadium, and good uniforms and stuff. So it's just bigger market, but it's time to kind of just go get rid of some of these guys and kind of you know finish the rebuild here and, and get good again. Yeah, uh, I mean that's kind of a good point to bring up that they're not uh that they may be in a position where they think about selling. So you you know as good as I I well not as good as I think they are because they're not good. It's not like they're like you said compete for a wild card or anything, but. I do think that they are okay, and like you said, if if they they're because they're definitely trending in that direction, and if they decide to sell, then then there goes then they really will be competing with the Rockies for that last spot. Um, so see what happens with the Giants. Um, again, I don't expect any sort of playoff run or anything, but you never know. You never know how they end up. I should say. Um, so the next team we're going to talk about here is the Dodgers. The Dodgers projected lineup is Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, Justin Turner, Max Muncy, Will Smith, Cody Bellinger, AJ Pollock, Gavin Luxon in the pitching spot. Their rotation consists of Clayton Kershaw, uh, Trevor Bauer, Walker Bueller, Julio Urias, and David Price. David Price, who is returning. So the Dodgers, um, I, I'm a little, um, it's, I'm having a hard time decide with this division who I think is the most talented. Um, but I will give the edge for now in our in our talking point here to the Dodgers. You know that they've been the top team 
Obviously, their playoff runs up until last year have been woefully disappointing, you know, for Dodger fans and 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 big market LA uh, fans. So, you know, regular season Dodgers always seem to live up to the hype, and then they just seem to in the uh, playoffs, especially considering that your best guy Clayton Kershaw has a lot of trouble notoriously in the playoffs. Um, but I mean, as far as regular season goes, I think they're I still think that they're the team to beat in the league just about or at least one of um, the top that you got to consider them top three, top four teams at this point. Uh, Mookie Betts, just about, you know, best right fielder in baseball, just about, um, you know, you got him leading off. I mean, that's fantastic. Corey Seager, a guy I always kind of really liked, uh, really came up big for them in the playoffs. Uh, what do you get out of them in the regular season? I think he'll be just fine. One of the higher end shortstops. Uh, they got Justin Turner back, which is really a, a guy they needed back. Uh, he'll be good in the regular season if he can stay healthy. He may be even more valuable in the playoffs if, they, if you know, if and probably when they make it there. Um, then you got Max Muncy. Max Muncy, um, uh, you know, I think he, he had a pretty down year last year, but uh, a guy that's got a lot of power. Uh, they love him over there in L.A., uh, so he'll be just he'll be just fine in my opinion. And catcher Will Smith, I think, is actually a pretty underrated catcher. I think he's a, a a top five at this point, maybe catcher in the league, considering how weak the position is throughout the league. You know, as far as like real, you know, high talent depth. Uh, so I think Will Smith slots in there nicely. Uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, consistency problem with Cody Bellinger, but high end, you know, ceiling, what you get out of Cody Bellinger, you get an MVP. So, but it's hard to say what you really realistically year in, year out are getting out of him. He seems to change his swing every year and that affects, is, is he a 230 guy or is he a 300 guy? You just don't know. Uh, AJ Pollock, a guy I really like, uh, hasn't seemed to, to come through like these other guys for the team, but I think AJ Pollock is an underrated uh, player for them. I think that he adds a lot of, uh, you know, he, he adds a lot to that lineup and I think he adds a lot to that outfield. So we'll see what you get out of him this season, but, uh, he hasn't been all that they kind of expected. And then Gavin Lux, so, you know, prospect, uh, speedy guy, I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, and he's got some pops. So, um, if you know, you kind of get what you want out of Gavin Lux, so you got a, com- a complete lineup here, uh, you know, and then obviously the pitching spot, but you know, you, you really do have a complete lineup, a team ready to go for the playoffs. In the rotation, I mean, um, you know, I'm not a big Trevor Bauer guy. I'm not really bought in to the hype with Trevor Bauer as far as talent. I think he's good. I don't think he's terrible by any means. He didn't command all that money because he's because he's garbage. Um, but I don't think he, the that he should command that kind of money. Um, I'm not going to get into his contract and, and overblow that thing. But um, you know, Clayton Kershaw is is one of the better pitchers we've seen in the last 20 years. Uh, as far as regular season goes, so you kind of know what you're getting out of him. He is getting older, so there's going to see you're going to see some regression, kind of like what we talked about with Scherzer. Although you know these guys are higher end pitchers and and are are fantastic in the regular season, um, there is going to be regression eventually. Uh, and then behind him, Trevor Bauer. Like I said, I, I'm not buying into Trevor Bauer, mid three RA guy. Realistically, in a full season, you know you know ceiling. Yeah, he could he could pitch very well. I think I think that the potential's there, and especially with LA, he's going to be fired up. So you know you never know what you get. But I think this next guy here, Walker Bueller. I think Walker Bueller's better than him. Uh, I think Walker Bueller's fantastic. I think he's a great pitcher. He's got good. Uh, he's got a good. Uh, you know, cadence on the mound. I think he's he's actually one of their. He may overall postseason and regular season be their best guy. Uh, and then behind him, Julio Urias and David Price. Julio Urias came up, uh, you know, uh, big for them in the playoffs. But I think that uh, 
I think that he'll do just fine the regular season, especially if he's your four guy. That's not a problem to have. And then David Price coming back. What do you get out of David Price? That remains to be seen. But if he's your five guy, I, I don't think there's too much to complain about. So, um, you know, I think he'll be just fine out of the out of the five spot. It's a lot more than a lot of teams can say. Um, and then the bullpen, uh, admittedly, I think that uh, although the bullpen as a whole has a lot of depth, I think that their closer is becoming a problem. I think that Kenley Jansen has good stuff, but I think that he has uh, he has been having a problem with with his ERA and blowing games. I think his ERA usually sits any more in the in the mid threes. And frankly, from a closer for just about one of the better teams in in the league, that's I don't think that's going to fly. You know, you've got guys like Blake. Tr- Blake Trina and Bruce Stark, Gratterall and uh, Corey Knable uh, among, you know, many other names, but you know, so the, the bullpen is, is good. Uh, let's, you know, it's better than most. I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, but the, you do have to really take a look at Kenley Jansen, take a long, hard look and say, Hey, is this our guy? You know, you're really going to have to. Uh, and then on the bench, you know, you got, you got fantastic depth. You know, you got Chris Taylor kind of guy that kind of seems to play, you know, a lot of different positions. Austin Barnes, a good backup uh, filling in for Will Smith. And Edwin Rios, uh, I, I think that their their depth is good. I don't think it's, you know, I think if there's anything that they can improve on, could add another uh, name there, could add another name in the bullpen. But overall, this is a pretty complete team. Um, I still think, like I said, I still think it is the team to beat uh, in the West, uh, although the Padres are fast, fast approaching. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough deciding who I think is really going to win this division. Um because it's going to be an absolute dogfight. I think I could even see both teams having 100 wins. I'm not even kidding. Will they cannibalize each other? Possibly. You know, there's going to be some real big wars between those teams this year, and it's going to be it's going to be fantastic because I do like the Padres as well. But you know, I, I know that you've been critical of the Dodgers in the past, and so you're not the biggest Dodgers fan. But uh, I'm curious, uh, you know, what what you gotta what what you're thinking of this team this year? Yeah, well, I hate the Dodgers, um, <laughs> so that's cool. But um, to be honest, I mean, they still got a good team. They got a really good team. Clayton Kershaw is getting older, but you know, he's still uh, a higher up one one or two guy in a rotation, uh, regular season wise. Postseason, you know, the, the jury I think has to still be out. And if you don't think it is, then you know, one okay postseason and seven bad ones, I guess is you know can change your mind, but I don't think it should. Trevor Bauer's a maniac. I don't really like Trevor Bauer, and I think he's going to have a huge target on his back um, for being just a maniac. And let's not remember, you know, let's, let's let's not forget, you know, when the lights kind of shine bright in his past with Cleveland, he, you know, kind of faltered. And, uh, you know, he tried to cut his finger off with a drone. So let's not forget that. But, um, you know, I think the money he got was ridiculous. There's no reason that he should have got that. No reason. I mean, let's just get right down to it. There's no reason anybody should make the money that these guys make. Come on. But there's no reason he should have got the money he got. Come on. He's at, what, 3.5 career, right? So that's besides the point. But, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, Walker Buehler. Walker Buehler is their best pitcher. The lights do not shine too bright for this young man. His pants are a little too tight, but, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> but the lights don't shine too bright for him. He's a great pitcher. He is their best pitcher. Bowers, a maniac. Kershaw is getting older. But Bueller is definitely the, you know, the, the head of the rotation here. So those three definitely, you know, can make a formidable, uh, you know, three rotation. Dare Price coming back from missing a year, and he's really been going the opposite way his career. Uh, Dustin May, 
has some has some great stuff, but um, you know, I think we're gonna figure out is he actually gonna be a rotation guy? Is he gonna be a bullpen guy? Can he be consistent enough to be in the rotation? Uh, Julio Arias, we got to see again. You know, is he gonna be more consistent? Is he gonna be, you know, that guy who was good last year for a couple starts and a couple appearances, or you know, does he kind of fall apart, be more of a middle rotation guy, which isn't bad, but you know, he was like the top prospect of baseball for a couple of years. Um, also had off the field issues. So I think once, you know, a trend in baseball we've seen or trend in really all sports we've seen and uh, Roberto Zuna is one, when you have one hiccup on field, so struggling a little bit stats wise and helping a team after having an off field issue, teams are quickly ready to get rid of you. So we'll yep. see if that happens with Urias. Then you have Tony Goslin, who's actually a pretty good pitcher for them. Uh, so the starting rotation definitely has potential to be really good and is going to be pretty good. Um, you know, obviously Kershaw has a little bit of question marks just because he's getting older and injury concerns and Bauer, you know, a little bit in price. But they obviously were one of the best rotations in baseball, have the makeup to be for sure. Out in the bullpen, Kenley Jensen's going the opposite way. That's just how it is. Um, still, uh, you know, better than most bullpen pitcher. I wouldn't say closer, but bullpen pitcher. Play trying ups and downs. Joe Kelly, some big ups and downs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just obviously, uh, I'll leave enough to see the video of him throwing the change up through his own window again. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he's a maniac. Corey Knebel, that's a good pickup for them. Tommy Canley, I think he's, he'll be back by the end of the year, which is good for them. Caleb Ferguson even is, is a pretty good bullpen guy because he's, you know, I won't talk about the bigger names. He's in the middle of rotation, you know, middle of bullpen. He's not bad. <sighs> and then I'm going to get to this guy, Rat and Roll. This guy is an asshole. What he did with his glove and his hat is so disrespectful. It's, 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 it, it bothered me to the core to the point where if I was on that field or coaching that team, I would have told them to go out there and fight that guy. And beat him. And beat the snot out of him. You're 12 years old. You're out there dragging because your outfielder made a catch. And you threw your glove and your hat like you had anything to do with it. You gave up a ball that got hit 410 feet. And it happened. Your guy jumped up. Nothing even special. He just really just jumped at the fence and caught a ball. And you went ballistic. Stupid. And if he's going to do stuff like that, and then you have some of Bauer's antics. I mean, you guys are gonna, you're gonna, you're just gonna cause so many issues, and you're gonna get so many targets on your back. People are just gonna want to be, just hate you. They already do hate the team just because they've been so good. But that guy, that, that was something else. That was on a different level. I think what a lot of people say are acceptable in baseball, and a lot of people want some of this stuff. But that I think was on a whole nother level. So <laughs> that guy. <laughs> but uh, he is, he is not bad. But he's got to cut that that shit out. I think, where some issues are going to arise. But to get into some more of the players, you know, Will Smith, like you said, is definitely one of the better catchers in baseball. No one really wants to talk about. Austin Barnes is a good backup. Max Muncy's really, you know, I think he, I think he showed more last year what he's going to be, what he's, what he's more likely to be. He's really going to be more of a power hitter, a 220, 230 hitter. He's not going to be batting 290. He's just, he's not going to do it. I don't think, I don't think that's what he is, you know, more consistently. He can. I don't think he is consistently. He's not a bad player. Though. More power hitter. Um, Gavin Lux finally going to come up. He's a good player. 
Justin Turner obviously is their best their best hitter, I think, and really just makes the lineup go. When he's not there, it's, it's a struggle. But when he's there, the lineup just flows nice. But again, getting older and he gets his injuries too, so you got to watch that. Corey Seager, can he have the year that he had last year? Can he? Sure. But that's a really good year to repeat for 162 games. Chris Taylor, this is the kind of guy I compare to Max Muncie. A couple of years ago, Chris Taylor was 300 hitter. Now he kind of went back to earth. I think that's what we kind of seen out of Max Muncy. AJ Pollock, like you said, um, never really stepped into the role or to the player he's expected to be, like he was with the Diamondbacks. Cody Bellinger, <laughs> you know, ups and downs with him. If he's like he was last year, obviously he's very good. If he was like two years ago where he had holes in the swing, you know, there's some struggles there. Uh, Mookie Betts, <laughs> oddly enough, the only the only question mark I'll put up Mookie Betts this year is last time that a team he was on won the World Series, the next year he wasn't good. That's just a weird coincidence. So we'll see if that happens again. <laughs> Other than that, that's about the only thing you can say gets that guy. But everything he does, <laughs> people love everything. Everything <laughs> he does. But he's a really good player. <clears throat> um, good bowler. So this team's really good. I mean, this team's really good. As much as you know, a lot of people don't like them, including myself. Um, they are really good. They they just they do have uh, you know more more uh, vulnerability than they have in the past. The guys getting older, and they finally got over that hump and won a World Series. It's hard to do it again. Stuff just go kind of breaks against you after that. So we'll see. But definitely a. a you know, a team that's going to be in the playoffs and I think will be more of a wildcard team than a division winner. But, um, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs. And I think if they're not in the playoff hunt, that would be more surprising than, um, you know, that's one of the more surprising things we've seen in baseball this year. But to get into prospects, which has been their farm system has been so good for so long, um, catcher Keeper Ruiz, pitcher Josiah Gray, Second baseman, Michael Bush. Third baseman, Cody Jose. <laughs> um, their farm system's okay anymore. It's not as good as it was. I mean, it was unbelievable for a while. But their farm system's okay anymore. Definitely in the middle of the pack, and they still have some pieces they could trade away. But the team is great. And they're going to have to make probably a trade or two to, to build this team again. And I think this year might just kind of be their last real shot at being that like okay they're a real world series contender um obviously they don't they're not afraid to spend more like just about double the money the second place team is you know willing to spend but still you gotta you know you got a lot of guys getting older and farm system getting weaker so i think this is probably their last year of real being like okay they're gonna be at least in you know at the end so I think this is, you know, definitely definitely going to be it. But they're still definitely a really good team. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to have the the willpower to, to beat the, the, you know, the Padres. No, it's uh, like I said, it's going to be a dogfight for that division. Uh, there's no doubt about it, no matter if you're a Padres fan, Dodgers fan, or just a baseball fan, just kind of watching, you know, from the sidelines. I think it's going to be a good good fight here. <clears throat> and so with with that, I think we should just get into this last team we uh, want to talk about here in the Padres. Um, they did some improving over the offseason. So their projected lineup consists of Trent Grisham, Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer, Tommy Pham, Will Myers, Jake Cronenworth, 
Victor Caratini, and the pitcher. Uh, and then the rotation consists of Hugh Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, Chris Paddock, and Diddleson Lamet. So this team obviously is uh, very good. They proved that last year, and they just got better. You know, um, I think that that's, you know, they were already good. They were already young. They were already hungry, and they just and they added more arms uh, to their rotation, which I think in the past, you know, the Padres went through this, uh, you know, quite a few years ago where they they decide to go nuts and and get a bunch of guys. But I think that the you know as far as what they do with the rotation, it's a little different here. You know, I'll get into the rotation in a sec here, but the lineup is sick. I mean, uh, you know, what was it, Slam Diego? They were they were nicknamed because they, they just couldn't stop hitting grand slams, uh, just you know, hitting timely hits and home runs, and and man, they, you know, they're exciting. I, I I can't take that away from this team that they made me excited to watch to watch baseball. Uh, Trent Grisham uh, is a madman. Uh, has got some. Uh, I believe he was the one that was throwing the bat around and yelling at the Dodgers and stuff, uh, which is you know. These teams don't like each other already, so I'm sure they're just going to see a lot of each other in the coming year here. Um, then you got Tatis Jr., who's just slowly becoming one of the biggest stars in baseball. Um, he's a fantastic shortstop, five-tool. He's awesome. Uh, Manny Machado, as much as I'm not a big fan of Manny Machado, the person, he's a fantastic player, great third baseman. He was even uh, in a finalist for MVP, although you know we have our issues with that, but he was. Eric Hosmer at first base really seemed to turn his uh, contract and his time with this team around. Uh, really left the Royals and was kind of just here, just, uh, just, you know, just with the Padres. And he's actually become, you know, like he was with the Royals. When the lights shine bright- brightest and you kind of need you, you need him, there he is. You know, he's, he's been very good. Uh, Tommy Pham, fantastic player. I love Tommy Pham. Great outfielder. Um, Will Myers, uh, again, a guy that I didn't really think very highly of like Hosmer. I just kind of thought he was over there, just kind of not wasting his career, but just kind of uh, middling on that team. So, And I think Will Myers has kind of turned that around. You know, a little bit of energy brings uh, brings a lot and changes uh, people's uh, productivity. Then Jake Cronenworth, I believe he was up for Rookie of the Year, um, if I'm not mistaken, kind of a utility guy. You know, great player, uh, has got a lot of potential, and I think he's going to be very good for them. Uh, and then Victor Carantini at catching is, uh, you know, obviously not – the most ideal catcher that you can have, but I, I think he's great. And then you got Austin Nola backing him up. So you kind of got a good catching core there overall. Um, and then the rotation, like I said, this is where they made their big improvement. You know, they got, they went and got Darvish. They went and got Snell. They went and got Joe Musgrove, who I think is going to be a little bit of an underrated uh, pick, pick up for them. Uh, Darvish, if you get what, what you can out of Darvish, like he did last year, you're going to be set. But you know, can he keep that going? Can he keep it rolling? That remains to be seen. Blake Snell's fantastic. Blake Snell may even be your ace here in a, in a consistent sense. I really do like Blake Snell. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Blake Snell because he is very outspoken, but I think that his stuff is very good and he's going to go past the fifth inning for once. Um, Joe Musgrove is, like I said, I think he's very underrated. I think he's going to do very well in this rotation. I don't think he's going to be like the ace or nothing, but for his role, he's going to fill it out well. And then Chris Paddock and Dennison Lamette uh, know this organization. They're the guys that are still holdover. Um, from the, the absolute flurry of moves that they made to, to maximize the rotation here. And they're both very good. Uh, Chris Paddock, um, I believe, was just about considered the ace. Stinelson Lamette, uh, I think, has yet to reach his full potential, and I think that that's going to be exciting when we see that, if we see that. So rotation's good. Lineup's fantastic. Uh, bullpen, uh, although they lost, um, they lost uh, what's-his-name to the Blue Jays. I believe went to the Blue Jays. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Forgive me. Thank you. They lost him, um, but 
not too big of a deal because they got Emilio Pagan, Mark Melanson, uh, Kayon Kella, Drew Pomeranz. I mean, the bullpen's fine. You know, they lose a piece, but, um, you know, they're still okay. You know, they, they, they picked up some guys here and rounded out the bullpen to match that rotation. So there's a lot of depth to like there. Um, and the bench has some depth too. You know, like I mentioned with Austin Nola catching position, Jerkson Profar seems to be a nice, uh, he really turned because I believe he was actually a pretty high prospect. I'm not mistaken a while ago with the, uh, with the Rangers. And, uh, he seems to be turning his uh, time around here and his career around here with the Padres a little bit. Not that he's lighting the world on fire or anything, but man, he really, uh, he really, you know, turned not into the guy that they, people really thought he could be, but he's, he's getting there. Uh, and then uh, shortstop uh, ha, ha Seong Kim, if I'm saying that right, they just got him. You know, I, I'm not sure how he's looking out of the spring, but he is very highly regarded, and he brings he could bring a lot of depth to that um, to that infield, bring a lot of depth depth to this team, and could bring some uh, some some fire that the team doesn't need more of, but they could have more of. Um, so overall, I mean, lineup's fantastic. Rotation got nothing but got better. Bullpen's deep. You know the 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 depth off the bench is, is good. Um, and I think that this team, like I said, is primed ready to go. They are at the very least getting a wild card for sure. If they get second here, um, and they are going to give the Dodgers fits and I hope that they see each other in the playoffs because I, I really want to see some more fireworks, uh, out of these two teams. It's the, the, the games are absolutely fantastic. I like the Padres. There's just nothing but things to like about the Padres. So, uh, I'll let you take it from here. What, what do you kind of think of them? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I think the Padres uh, are winning the division this year. I think they are just so hungry. Their GM is so crazy. This team is young. They're ready to go. Like you mentioned, they got guys like you, Darvish, Blake Snell, Dillison Lamette, Chris Paddock, Joe Musgrove, Clevenger, if he can come back. Um, yeah, true. But the idea that the thought of Chris Paddock being your foreman, who I believe it was two years ago, was like in the running for rookie of the year and he was in the running for the NL Cy Young for a little while. Yep. And now he's your foreman. Dillson Lamette's got some of the most nastiest stuff in baseball. If he can just harness some of that, he could be – I'm telling you, he could be a young superstar. A guy like we've seen with Soroka or Max Reed or Jake Flaherty a couple of years ago. Jack Flaherty, I should say. You know, that's the kind of stuff he could be as, long, as well as Chris Paddock. And then Joe Musgrove, obviously, if he's going to be your you know four or five man, that's fantastic. Blake Snell's pitcher with a chip on his shoulder, too. Don't, <laughs> that's for sure. And you could, you know, whoever's got to face him, thank the race. Kevin Cash for that. You know, this this rotation is, is set up beautifully. They're, they went from a team who couldn't get a starting pitcher to come through the doors, and now they have an overabundance of them. Then they go to the bullpen, Emilio Pagan. Very good. Very, very good. Drew Pomerantz found a, found a niche out in the bullpen. Matt Strom, who last year was a higher potential starting pitcher, now in the bullpen. That's good for him. Uh, Mark Melanson still getting it done. Craig Stammen still getting it done. Uh, Ryan Weathers and Adrian Morion, a younger guy. Um, so their bullpen is is pretty good. Good mix of lefties and righties and, and veterans and young guys. Um, and the idea of maybe, 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 maybe Clevenger coming back at the end of the year, maybe pitching a little bit out of the bullpen could help them too. So pitching-wise, they're very well off. They they can make a move. They can make a free agent, you know, signing to even bolster it even further, bullpen-wise. But they're they're very well off. You get into their lineup: Austin Nola, and Victor Caratini. I think that's probably, I would say, maybe their weakest position, maybe catcher. And that's really, it's not bad. It's not. No. It's not. It's not terrible. 
Um, but it's probably their most, you know, their weakest position, um, which a lot of teams are kind of like that. When you have a solid catcher, a really good catcher, I mean, the whole team's, you know, kind of sets up, sets up well. Uh, and you get Eric Hosmer, who, uh, like you said, has played better when the team played better. Kind of a veteran leader over there, been there on a bad team, knows how to, what it takes to get a bad team or um, turn a team around, and knows how to win at this point. Cronenworth, like you said, was up for rookie of the year. Jerickson Profar, who, who was a top prospect with the Rangers, um, he still has some swing and miss, but a utility, he plays everywhere, um, turned himself into a pretty good player. Um, Hamasam King, Kim, we don't really know what he's gonna, what we're going to get out of him, but you know he, they want him to be a utility guy. You know He could come in and just, you know, he could light it up, or he could come in and just kind of be okay, like we've seen a lot of the other uh, position player, you know, for, you know, Japanese or uh, Pacific Islander players kind of come in and kind of not be so great offensively. But um, if he can come in and be, you know, what they kind of expect, I mean, this team is set up. I mean, you got Manny Machado at third base, who, like you said, and a lot of people believe, you know, they don't really like the guy personally. You know, throwing a bat at, uh, I believe it was what Donaldson at third base and stepping at guys at first base and doing some crazy stuff. But, you know, you can't discredit the guy's ability to play baseball. And, I mean, if you want to go look at the stat of it and the, the way it breaks down, he, at third base, caught a fly ball on the right field warning track. And, and obviously, that's not telling the whole story. You know, shifts and he's over there. But you want to go look at the number. Position five, caught a ball. Century in position nine spot is <laughs> ridiculous. That guy's, you know, very good. And like you did say, he – he was up for MVP last year. Marcelo should have been there, but um, still had a great year. Uh, Fernando Tatis yeah, is baseball sweetheart right now. You know, I think he's more beloved, crazy enough to say, than than Trout. You know, I, I I'm not going to say that personally, but you know, he definitely has more flair. He fits into the you know the generation, um, and it's already been in the playoffs. <laughs> so, you know, Tatis is fantastic. I, my only question is yes, he's great, and yes, he is crazy. Yes, he tags up on pop-ups to second base. But he has had a back injury already, and does he hold up? And How long does he hold up? Mm-hmm. That's my question with Tatis. That's my only concern with him. But as of right now, he's trending, and he's, he's, you know, he's baseball's probably biggest face, one of the biggest faces and biggest superstars. And that's, that's fantastic what baseball needs. Then you get into some of their outfielders. Tommy Pham, fantastic. I love Tommy Pham. He's a very good player. Trent Grisham is crazy, but a very good player as well. Younger guy. Jorge Mateo is going to play both infield and outfield. He was a higher, you know, high prospect guy. You know, he could kind of be a backup and kind of get rid of that prospect idea and just kind of play baseball again. You know, he'll be a good piece. Will Myers, when he's healthy, he's good. So I think they're 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 pretty good. I mean, their 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 lineup overall is 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 pretty good. I would say maybe they might need another outfielder, maybe. And maybe, you know, they can upgrade a catcher. Otherwise, I mean, I don't really see – there's no real weakness. That's like their only spot where they can go, oh, maybe we need an upgrade. I would say that right there. That's it. Those are two things. Mm-hmm. And you always can use another bullpen <clears throat> arm. That's just everybody you always needs that. But this team is just fantastic. They're young. They're crazy. They're exciting. they got a crazy GM. I mean, they're just – they've got a great ballpark, perfect weather. They hate the Dodgers. They just they have a chip on their shoulder. They want to be good. They really want to be good. They're just they're ready to explode. Mm. And I think they're just gonna 
they're going to do kind of what the Royals did, where they were like, oh, they all of a sudden played really good that year. Then the next year they were in the World Series again. Like everyone knew they were going to be there. That's the kind of feeling you have with the Padres right now. This team's really good. They're exciting. I think they take the division, and um, I'm excited to see them. And then, you know, quickly just get into their prospects, which is something the Padres seem to always have, and then, you know, what goes wrong sometimes. But their prospects consist of pitcher Mackenzie Gore, who's one of the top you know prospects in all baseball. He'll be up this year. He'll be pitching in the rotation or in the bullpen. I mean, that's just it's just embarrassment of riches. Um, shortstop C.J. Uh, Abrams, catcher Luis Capizano, outfielder Robert Hazel. Those are all top 100 guys. And then you have Mateo who came up. Uh, Tatis, obviously. Uh, Cronenworth. You had Wilson uh, Lamette, Chris Paddock. Mike Clevenger still young. Matt Strom who just came up. These are all prospects to begin with. And then you have these other guys who are still in the system. They have the pieces to make even another huge move. Like I'm trying to think of a position of their of their need. They can make a you know a Josh Hader type trade, a Christian Yelich type trade. I can't think of a catcher really on the market. You know who could be on the market um, that they can trade for, but they can go make a move like that if they really wanted to. They have the potential to do that, and their team is so great already. This team is really, 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 really good, really, really exciting, and just great for the city of San Diego, baseball-wise especially. You know, Tony Gwynn would have loved this, but just for the city altogether after not being good in baseball for a really long time, forever really, other than, you know, a handful of years with Tony Gwynn, and then so many heartbreaks with the Chargers, and then the Chargers leaving town. This city really needs us, so it's exciting. Yeah, man. I, I like this team. I like it a lot. It might be, uh, you know, it, it's definitely up there with my uh, with liking the Dodgers. And it's it's tough because they're going to be competing so much. Um, and I'm just going to have to root for both of them, you know, or at least just root for a good game. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, with the division here. Uh, I mean, they're both going to make the playoffs. I can't see a world where neither of them. I mean, uh, where one makes the playoffs and one doesn't get the wild card. I just, uh, you know. So I yeah I don't know what uh, what's gonna happen. The West is is gonna be tough to predict. I think the other West is tough to predict as well. You know I think that there's some open space out there um, with who could take the division. But you know say say the Padres win the division, and the Dodgers a wild card team. You know uh, who do they play? The Mets. You know uh, that's gonna be tough. Say it's vice versa. Say the Dodgers win the division. Then you got to play the Padres in the wild card. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know. The Padres are the Padres are good. Uh, whoever gets, whoever draws one of these teams in the wild card, is a bad draw. Again, same thing we said with, you know, you have the Braves, you gotta draw them, that wild card. You know, if they don't make, the, if they don't win the division, even the Cardinals, like we mentioned, this is literally these are the teams where it's like if we draw them, it's like that's just super bad luck. You know, I think, again, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not, a, I'm not a Padre bandwagon guy, and I don't even really like a lot of the <laughs> flash and dash this team has. Mm. They're just really good. Okay, I can put it, and uh, they're exciting, and I'm just happy for them. And their, <laughs> their coach though is a, a little bit of a question mark. I don't know. I, I don't. Last year, arguing essentially against Tatis for the Grand Slam and not being with your your superstar, that was really weird. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know about the coach over there with the Padres, but overall team's unbelievable, and it's going to be an exciting division, and it's going to be an exciting NL. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, the AL, you know, the East is, you know, you kind of know what you're getting out of the AL East. Uh, the AL Central's got two two teams that are compete there. The AL West, probably two teams there, maybe three. Uh, but the NL, I mean, Cardinals, Braves, Dodgers, Padres, and maybe Mets. I mean, wow. I mean, that's that's those are some of your top teams in the whole MLB, and they're all sitting there in one in one league. So um, it'll be it's gonna be fantastic to watch. We are getting close here. Like I said at the top, this is our last divisional prediction episode before we do our big prediction episode so we are we are close we are very close yeah yeah i think today monday recording uh which are what 10 days from opening day should be yep absolutely so yeah it's you know weather's turning 50 60 degrees played softball last weekend you know march madness is on michigan go blue Mm -hmm. yeah um so it's an exciting time of the year, and uh, you know, just once this opening day comes, boys are gonna feel feel good and, and feel you know like normal, see some fans, and and uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's kind of all I got in this division, though. I think it's gonna be the top two teams are gonna absolutely kill each other for this division, and it's gonna be very close down to the wire. But uh, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking here, and we'll we'll get into our final predictions next week when we record i gotta i gotta get on that i gotta think about really think about who i think's winning all the divisions because the west is tough the west is tough for both leagues yeah. we'll see but uh anyway um last thing um before we go here i just want to go into our trivia question as always um this week's trivia question is which team or franchise was the fastest expansion team to win the world series and that answer is the Arizona Diamondbacks, and that was in 2001 versus the Yankees, and that was their fourth season as a team. Their first season being 98, and they won the World Series in 01, led by, you know, Randy Johnson and Luis Gonzalez, um, you know, kind of a broken bat uh, leader versus uh, the Yankees in Game 7, one of the most dramatic World Series and best World Series we've seen probably uh, since 2000. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. And oddly enough, very, very close. Second was the Marlins, who won in their fifth season as a team, but really their only fourth season of a fourth season at a chance of a World Series, as they were a team in '93, but in '90 uh, they won '97, but '94 was strike short and there was no World Series champion. So you know their fourth chance at a championship, they got it, but it was their fifth season. So the answer again. Fastest expansion team to win the World Series is the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2001 versus the Yankees in their only their fourth season as a franchise to win a World Series. That is impressive, and that is as crazy that we've kind of seen two franchises do it right in a row, right there mm-hmm. in the late late 90s into the early 2000s. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. I uh, I knew it was. I was like, it's not the Marlins. I was like, I guess it's got to be the Diamondbacks then because they're the only ones who won it. <clears throat> so, or at least right around there. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, that's a good one. Definitely for sure. But uh, yeah, unless uh, do you have any, you know, news updates or anything you want to kind of close out here with? Because I'm 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 good. I uh, I'm ready to go for the uh, to start thinking about my predictions overall. No, no, just uh, our fantasy drafts this this weekend, so that's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening day, ten days from 
Monday, the day we're recording. And, man, I'm just excited. And uh, I'll the show's coming out soon. And I uh, actually seen a thing today. It said Roberto Clemente is going to be in the game. So that's going to be pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, I can't wait for that. We got it a little late this year, but that's okay. It is what it is. Yeah. At least it's not like May, like the, that one year I got it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, no. But anyway, um, all right, yeah, that's all I got. So if that's if that's it, then we'll wrap this up. Yeah, that's it for me. Just uh, excitement and ready to do that final prediction episode. Ready to get back in person here and do it because those are always yeah always a little bit more excitement and uh, a little bit more back and forth. So excited. yeah, yeah, it's appropriate. We'll 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 have it for the for the final prediction. That'll be good. But yeah, that's it. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen to this podcast on our regularly updated YouTube channel, as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FTubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.